0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bitoff. Joining me this evening, the one, the only head elf coordinator, Earl Neto. Earl, I've got to ask, it's been a couple weeks since we, since we talked. Uh, last time we were here, we talked to... Uh, the head coach of the New Mexico Runners, Coach Steve Familetta Since then, you've developed, you've uh, obtained a new title. How is the new position? And uh, can you help me figure out what to do with uh, this box of elf ideas?
1: Yeah, I have a couple ideas what you can do with that box of ideas there. Um. I will text you, I will text you my idea. Okay. Um, how's it going? I mean, it's been, what, three weeks now that we've been talking, that we talked?
0: Uh, yeah, close to two weeks, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah, since then, I put on about 14 pounds because of Thanksgiving. Um, I froze it off because of electric light parades here in the middle of town, here in Vegas, um, when I watched the Christmas tree lighting, um... And then I've been looking forward to this day all day to this moment all day because rumor has it, our pigeon toed buddy Jacob is supposed to be back today.
0: Now, I don't know. I've heard this rumor as well that that Jacob may or may not be back here today. I was under the impression that we had a new hire coming on board today. So uh, we'll see what happens, uh, whether it's Jacob or a new hire. Maybe it's both. I don't know. We'll find that out. But, it's certainly been a minute. Um, you know, how was Thanksgiving? You know, did you spend time with the family? How, what What was your takeaway from uh, the Cowboys suddenly becoming good again? Um, will um, they actually catch the Eagles? Um. So, Thanksgiving was good. I
1: spent it here up north. I didn't go down to Mountain Air. Um. So next year I'll go down to Mountain Air and spend it with my family. So I spent it up here with Marlena's family. Um, it was fun. We hung around and talked and ate till about ten o'clock at night, and then finally they left, and then we all went to bed and slept in the next day, and had turkey for the next four. Um. And my takeaway on the Cowboys suddenly being good again—I mean, that's that. I mean, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They beat the shady team that they're supposed to, and they lose to the to the team that they're not supposed to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the Cowboys have been playing pretty well. Dak is finally looking like the quarterback that everyone thought he might be. Um, I've never been particularly high on Dak. Uh, That being said, he's played pretty well this year. Yeah, Dak has played
1: pretty good this year. I mean, the first couple games all the way through the 49ers week, I was super, super harsh on him. I even texted my brother, who's a diehard Cowboys fan, and said, Dak fucking sucks. Um, sorry, kids, if you're listening at eight o'clock at night, um, earmuffs. Um, yeah, so I was super harsh on him for a while and ever since then, I mean, he, he's been good. There are some moments I'm like, "Ah, why the hell would he do that? But when you're throwing 2000 yards or 1800 yards or the hell it is in the past six games, you can't really complain about that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean you really can't when your quarterback is, you know, at this point projected to be quite possibly the MVP of the league. I don't think you can complain. How do you feel about him being almost MVP right now? You know, like I said, he he's never been high on my on my list. He's to me he's always underperformed, but that's always I think that's also been a byproduct of some issues that the Dallas has had offensively with scheme and, and players around him. Um, the fact that he's playing well, I think is great for the Cowboys. I, I think it is. And I think, I don't think I I don't necessarily think it means that they're hundred percent back. I mean, they still have to prove that they can, that they can uh, win in the postseason. but it's certainly a, a gi- gigantic step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you're the only,
1: I think you're the one that bet on him to do good because you put him in your fantasy.
0: I did. I did. I was. I've been using. I've been running Dak in fantasy, and he's been doing pretty well. Unlike George Kittle, I hate you, George Kittle. (laughs) He does good when he's on your bench. You know, he's had like one good week when I've started him. Every other time I've started him, he's done absolutely nothing for me. Just trade him to me. I'll take him. I tried to trade him to Marlena, but she wouldn't you didn't accept the trade what what did you ask for Kristen mccaffrey i don't think so it was something i i think i asked for like a, a her tight end and uh something else as i like two. For tell two. you what you trade him to me and i'll trade it to her unless the trade <laughs> deadline well i will love to see i don't know what the trade deadline is for our league but i know we're uh uh maybe, i think one week away from the playoffs yeah
1: so we have this week and then next week and then playoffs i think it's, just, no, next, this I think it's just this week yeah Yeah, this coming week, and then we have playoffs next week. Um, Somehow I am skating by the skin of my teeth to get in the playoffs. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how I'm doing it, but I am right now sitting in fourth place with like 1,800 points or 1,873 points or something like that. There's seven points separating me and Robert, Mm. So, Robert, if you're listening... You got lucky this past week because Joe Mixon was not supposed to pick up more than 14 points.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm still sitting second in the league. I lost to Marlena by seven tenths of a point. I saw that. Seven tenths. And like and I was watching it down to the end, and I'm like, okay, the Rams have got Cooper Cup inside the in the red zone, and they didn't even target him. I'm like, what are you doing? They didn't even target him. I am like just one more reception for Cooper Cup. I would have won that matchup, but you know, it is what it is. I'm sitting second. I've already clinched a playoff spot. Um, my my team is so weird. It has been so randomly bad at times this year, but you know, that's just the way the fantasy football is. You know, streaming defenses uh, against the uh, against the Jets has worked out pretty well. <laughs> um. So, you know, the jets have been really, really bad. Also streaming against the commanders worked up pretty well too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, fantasy is coming down to the end here, you know, in a six team league, it's quite interesting to see the dynamic of how that plays out and how the rosters are built. So, um, also from the weekend early, I wanted to ask you, did you watch the four hour broadcast on ESPN to announce the, uh, the CFP teams, I did not watch that, but I did watch the
1: three-hour broadcast of Survivor Series War Game War Games.
0: I imagined you did. I, that was uh, that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, what was your takeaway from uh, from War Games? I was happy. I couldn't have been happier.
1: I'm a huge CM Punk fan. I've always. Sorry if I'm a little distracted. I'm playing. Uh, shuffleboard my brother right now um, <laughs> um
0: the, war games obviously a couple big returns you see the, you know the return of batista and not batista uh randy orton the uh, he's back uh cm punk made his debut at at the end of the night um really interesting to see him back in the wwe after 10 years
1: Yeah, I've always been a huge CM Punk fan. Um, So when I was sitting there watching it, I had heard rumblings of it happening. Um, So I was sitting there watching it. Maya was watching it with me because now she's also a WWE fan. Um, Randy Orton came out and she thought that was the only return happening. And then I did too.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then I was about to turn off my iPad and then Cult of Personality hits. I'm like, no fucking way. I'm I'm a Kinley candy shop right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool moment to see him come back. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Obviously Randy Orton signing with SmackDown. Uh, Daddy is back apparently. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the other question I have for you coming out of judgment, out of, uh, out, out of WarGames, who runs judgment day? Does Dame, I, I have a feeling Damian Priest is going to leave before too long.
1: It's Rhea Ripley.
0: Hmm. Damian Priest,
1: if he, my thing with him is, I like Damian Priest. He has a lot of potential, um, but the way he's being utilized sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he needs he needs to break away and go back to the original Damian Priest and win a title off of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the coming weeks and months of WWE. Obviously, you know Cody Rhodes feels that like he's back on track. You know, um, some really good matches on 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 Saturday over at, at War Games. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens now over on uh, on SmackDown as well with Randy Orton taking on the Bloodline apparently. So a lot of yeah. storylines coming out WWE.
1: Randy Orton's making his way back. Yeah, Randy Orton's going to take on the Bloodline because that's who put him on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see that. I. I still don't think that it's Randy Orton that knocks off Roman Reigns. I I firmly believe it'll be uh, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania.
0: There you go. All right, Earl, going back real quick, talk about the, the college football playoff. I mean, I know you're not as big of a college Fuck football. <laughs> Fuck the <A-S-T-T. laughs> Um, I'm a huge Texas Longhorns
1: fan, so I'm okay with the way that played out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But... Florida state got robbed.
0: Uh, I mean, you can certainly make the argument. If you missed the news on Sunday, the college football playoffs were announced and the top six teams going into Sunday were, were Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida state, uh, Alabama and Texas. Now, obviously with the results over the weekend, UGA losing to Bama, I'll take that every day of the week. Uh, the, The college football playoff committee decided that UGA was no longer worthy of even a top four spot in the college football rankings, dropping them all the way down to number six. Yeah. First time that's ever happened. Also, the first time that anyone outside of the top six has ever jumped into the top four with Bama moving back in with that win. So your final four. Uh, heading into the college football playoff are Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Bama. So your matchups are uh, are Michigan, Bama, and Texas, Washington. I mean, Earl, I mean, obviously you've already expressed your displeasure for Alabama here um, and happy about Texas. But what do you think? Did I mean? Other, I mean, obviously FSU. You can make the argument they should be in there, being undefeated champion of a P5 conference. I mean, what's your take? Can we, there? About the, can we talk about the non-five conference that's no longer? We can. We can absolutely talk about the P5 conference that is no longer after this year. Um. So yeah. So
1: going back to the, back to the Bama sneaking in. I mean, the college football playoff is always going to want SEC because that's a money making grab, um, regardless of who it is. Um. But I don't think any SEC team this year deserves a spot. And I say this year because next year OU and fuck, uh, um, OU and Texas, Texas going to SEC. So I don't know. I I firmly believe at, uh, Florida State got robbed and they should be in there, but. The powers that be said otherwise.
0: Let's turn now to our newest hire here on Summer spot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Jacob Terrell. Jacob, buddy, it's been a minute, gentlemen. It, it, it has. It is officially
1: it. the Jacob Terrell show. Yeah, yep. you guys, just clear out. I'll talk for about an hour,
2: and uh, <laughs> and then we'll go home.
0: Earl has been dying for a week off for the past, you know, six months.
2: It hasn't been six months. It was four. It was 13 (laughs) weeks. It was 17. It was actually, I was gone for 17 weeks in the Academy. And then I think I took like the first four. This has been like 21-ish weeks. Give or take.
1: It felt it it too.
2: (laughs) I see. I I no longer have host powers, so I couldn't add myself. That's odd. Um, I don't know why you don't. I don't um, have host I, powers
1: either. Don't feel bad. I've been like,
0: here for. Fucking
2: you shouldn't years. though.
0: <laughs> I will. I'll double check that. I don't know why you don't have host powers. Um, I. I think it's because I. I. I'll
2: figure it out. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's on my he, end. He
0: resigned, and I didn't get the keys of
1: the city.
2: I didn't resign. First of all, I took a leave of absence. Without pay. Was that <laughs> yeah? Leave of absence. Being here, it's all without pay, Earl.
1: Oh, in case you didn't know, we're getting paid now. now Oh, really?
2: Because there's only two of you, and so
1: yeah. So now we have to sacrifice our salary again.
2: Nah, man. Sorry, (laughs) you can leave, Earl. (coughs) I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How have you been? How was the? Obviously, you graduated the academy this past week. Uh, How's the family? How are you? Like, I I mean, let's just let's catch up with you here real quick before we get into, uh, you know, your Professional opinion on FSU getting screwed?
2: I don't have an opinion on that, uh, to okay. be honest. But we'll we'll I, I'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, we're good. Uh, everybody survived. How um, I didn't take out any of the kids, like I probably would have if I was in her shoes. Um, I got got through the 17 weeks of, of being away from the family. Um, I could come home on the weekends. let not don't take too much pity on me. But um, yeah, I, we did. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the viewers slash listeners. Thank you very much. Um, and so yeah, the, it, it sucked at times. It was cool at times. Um, but I'm glad to be back. Uh, I've been back at work for a little over a week now. It's been fun. Um, cause it was actually two weeks ago today that I graduated. Um, and so I've had a little bit of time to adjust and, and settle back in. Um, yeah, I—I I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. Um, Please don't. But I'm not going to. So, God. Um, <clears throat> I, I have seen Earl a few times um, because we work together-ish, um, and I have talked to have have had to talk to him several job to, several times because he's bad at his job.
1: But I um,
0: actually... has something happened in the past couple hours that I'm not aware of? Carlos, yes. is that like legit? Like, it has actually been announced that it's
2: it was on ESPN. Uh, Mendenhall, what's his first name?
0: It's a Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah. Um, I saw the rumor that it was potentially going to be uh, th- th- soon, but
2: yeah, I don't think there's been an official announcement. Um, mm-hmm. according to the ESPN report that I saw just a little bit ago, they were still working on um,
1: um, uh, finalizing the deal. There's a kid. I, I spot a kid. In
0: the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I spent another special guest here this evening. Um, That's I the mean, new hire. That's the new hire. <laughs>
2: There's two of them.
0: There's two of them. We're fully staffed. There we go. <laughs> so I will be muting real quick, and I'll be right back. Yeah, sure thing. Nothing official, but flight tracker is beautiful. Carlos, how are you, buddy? Been a minute. Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully your semester is going well at school. Um, Yeah, it was reported earlier that there are rumors that Bronco Mendehall, a former uh, BYU head coach, former Virginia head coach, could potentially be coming back. Hey,
1: Yeah, I was to about Duke to say he missed a
0: spot. Yeah, no, I'm saying he, was, he wasn't ever the head coach here. Um, he was uh, a, a coordinator here in the early, two th- early late 90s, early 2000s. So he's coached here before. Um, I think that could be a really great, great uh, hire for UNM if they bring Mendenhall back. I mean, yes, there was some improvement under you know Coach Gonzalez here this year, but it wasn't nearly enough. But UNM's always going to face the same problem they've always had. Jacob. Oh,
1: please, please do.
2: Why the fuck are we talking about a team that is not important to anybody except for UNM students and they really <laughs> just care because they like to go tailgate and get drunk um, at the end of the day, nothing's gonna matter until we actually see some improvement and uh, so I don't I don't know why we're talking about this yeah like, we, we can't could be we talking can. about other useless things like the BCS like, we... or not BCS what is it called now? CFP. Yeah, that's that useless thing. Or or we could be talking about actual important things like Me. United signings and oh. and stuff that has to do with the team that's all around here and on uh, Seth's sweater and the poster and the things behind there. No, we cannot talk about that either, Carlos.
0: <laughs> <Shut your laughs> filthy mouth. Oh, man, it, it is so good to have Jacob back. And the problem is, neither Team Jacob nor Team Earl are in the house this evening to catch this momentous oh, occasion. Where um, are those guys? I don't know. They're normally here. So, uh, text you know, text, they've been, text, I'm gonna text Team Jacob right now. There you go. They've, they've been quite vocal during your absence. Um, that they missed you quite a lot. So, um, but you're, you're absolutely right. You know, there's a lot going on with New Mexico United. We haven't spent a whole lot of time here in the offseason yet talking about the comings and goings of New Mexico United players. We did talk about Amando Moreno a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, Jacob, you weren't on the show at the time. Um, so, I mean, let's start there. Let's get your take on Amando Moreno leaving from you, particularly. <laughs> His move south. What do you you (laughs) think I think about
2: it. It sucks. Um, I I will be the first to admit that he was not high on my list of favorite players for a while. Um, Before he got hurt and he went to El Salvador and came back, felt like he was pushing too much and trying to do too much. Uh, And then of course he, he got injured and then took a while to get back from that injury but last year he was incredible and um, one of the more important uh, cogs in the wheel of New Mexico United's attack. And so losing him, period, sucks. But losing him to El Paso, I mean, this. I think the only way you can really talk about it is: is it does it feel better, or does it feel worse than Santi leaving for Phoenix after the 2019 season? I think and, so. See, I don't. I can see where you do. And and I do think El Paso is the bigger rival right now. But at the time when Santi left, if we rewind back to the end of 2019, Santi had just had an incredible year, a better year than Moreno had this year. I think we can agree. Uh, Or at least we should agree, because I think it's true. Um, And then... At the time, I think everybody in the fan base hated Phoenix more than everybody hates El Paso right now. Mm-hmm. So to me, if you actually like transport yourself back in time and think of how you felt at that particular moment, I think the Moreno or the Santimor one to Phoenix still hurts a little bit more, but it's just a little bit. I mean, it's still, still watching him go, like seeing him play in the El Paso colors, might be weirder than seeing Santi play in the Phoenix Colors. It, yeah. It's it's going to be strange. It's not going to be fun. But that being said, I do have faith in Eric Quill to replace him, Eric Quill and Idemar, um to replace him and find some people that can take this attack to another level and I'm very interested to see what what Quill does in his first off as as head coach.
0: Yeah, the, the off season has really gotten off the, a bit of a jump here. We got some early news uh, from the club, obviously with the departure of Amando, and then we saw the announcement that. Um, the a, a number of players are already returning and guys that we had talked about, you know, Earl and I talked about throughout the season as really wanting them to be back. You know, you watch the way Arturo Estorgo played at the end of the year. He's back next year. Zico Bailey is back. Daniel Bruce, Nikki Hernandez, Santi Moar, Christian Nava, of course, Jacobo Reyes, we'll see more Harry Swartz. Some of these guys we knew were already under contract. So that was the first round of signings that we're returning players. I should say that United let's, announced.
2: Let's, let's, let's stop there for a second. Um, I have not listened. Carlos Earl would shit him. That's that's for you, Earl. That's all for I will, you.
1: I will punch you in the mouth, Carlos, just so you know. Um, I will not go hereafter with you. I don't
2: have that list in front of me, so say the names again, and I'll give a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a thumbs in the middle. Arturo uh, Astorga. Uh, thumb in the middle. Um, okay. He's. I liked what I saw from him at times, but feel like we could upgrade at that position zico bailey love it huge thumbs up he was all over the place uh once he started getting consistent playing time and uh excited to see what he can do brucey i mean i don't even really of course it's a thumbs up of course (laughs) and we knew he was signed um so what i have what is interesting there is since he was he was signed under the old regime i will be curious to see what Quill decides to do with him if if it's something like, like remember when Quill first started, all of a sudden we saw Brucey as a nine and we were blown away by it. And then by the end of the season, we weren't really seeing Brucey at all again. And so depending on how the rest of this roster is filled out, I'm curious to see if Brucey's just determined to be a lifelong, you know, 18 guy and come in off the bench and that's about it. Or if if we'll see him get some consistent run again next year. Mm-hmm nikki hernandez i oh, love uh love nikki coming back um the little dance The the only problem i have with nikki is the two freaking yellow cards that he got uh towards the end of last season when he got the red card and got kicked out and, and the second one was for pretty obviously planting the mask for him mm-hmm. to put it on and and that that kind of stuff is a little annoying but he's entertaining his little dance uh he scored some goals um he was he was really really good in the attack. The the one bugaboo with him is his health. Uh, he missed a couple different stints, if I'm not mistaken, due to uh, some minor knocks here and there. And so, hopefully he he can stay healthy next year and and produce like he did when he was on the field this year.
0: Carlos, we'll get to that question here in just a minute.
2: Uh, Santi Mora. That one surprises me. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that that was probably done. In advance, uh, I can't imagine. Like, I, I just don't see Quill like going to him and be like, "Hey, sign back with us." Uh, I thought he was on the last year of his deal from Phoenix when we acquired him. I have a feeling it was it was longer than what we were told. Yeah, because because I, I just don't see him coming back if it if he wasn't already under contract before Quill got here. But sorry, real quick, I am a now
0: an uncle. Yay! I am officially. Uncle now,
2: heck yeah, buddy! Yeah. When do you go out there? You go out there s- sometime soon, right?
0: Uh, I'm hoping to go there in January. Nice, get my nice. sister and my my nephew nice. time to adjust and get used to being in this world. So beautiful. Uh, I'm officially yeah, uh, Andrew Wiley Gruka.
2: That is quite the name, but congratulations! Yeah,
0: name name for uh, my my brother-in-law's uh, dad and and uh, our grandfather. Nice. So, Tell her
2: congratulations from Somos Más, and I uh, will. It's
0: awesome. I will certainly have them. Yeah, Santi seems a bit of a, a strange one to me, um, simply because of the fact that he really did not see the pitch at all. He down the stretch. I saw stretches of good play from him
2: towards the end, though. Yes. Um. So so that one's kind of in the middle. It's up in the air. Obviously, we know what Santi's capable of uh, experiencing it firsthand in 2019, seeing what he did for Phoenix uh, 20 and 2021. Um, And so the potential is there, and we know that he can be a good attacking piece. We'll see how he fits in with Guil's system um,
0: after a full offseason of work, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, Christian Nava, another one we knew that was under contract for next year. But, you know, obviously coming back from the ACL, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, was was Amondo an ACL or an MCL? ACL. I an
2: ACL. So with Amondo, you know, we saw him really kind of take, you know, the year off for the injury and then another year or so to get back into his old self. Um, and what made Nava so special was his quickness and his speed and his tenacity. And so we'll see if he's ready to do that right away or if that's gonna take some time. But obviously it's a thumbs up for the local product uh, coming out of uh, Albuquerque High, I believe. am I getting that right? Um, and so
0: I believe that's correct.
2: so yeah, i'm 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 happy about that. We'll see how he, how he heals and how he reacts to that injury once he actually gets out there. And I, I believe we saw him training at the end of last year already. So um, that's a good sign that'll give him all off season to get some confidence back up and, and uh, hopefully he can come in and be the same player. He, he was right away.
0: Yeah. He'd been training for the past uh, about two months or so of the season. Um, but obviously they weren't, it wasn't it was nothing terribly strenuous because obviously you, you don't want to rush that, that ACL back and, you know, Christians obviously know Adrian Peterson. So um, you don't want to, like you said, it, you know, his, his versatility, his ability to, to turn on the pitch. He, so you, I, I want to see him early on. Can he make those cuts? Can he right. make that turn? You know, uh, what's his reaction time on things? So um, it's always going to feel odd for that player coming back to get back in back in the group and feel comfortable on those repaired knees. So uh, next on the list, Jacobo Reyes. Uh, indifferent.
2: Uh we didn't see enough of him. Uh he didn't when he was out there, he didn't really jump off the pitch to me. Uh so we'll see we'll see what an offseason does. And and I know he missed some time due to injury as well. So so that one uh to be determined.
0: Uh next up we'll see more. Uh, I love
2: that one, obviously. The versatility that he brings, um the aggressiveness kind of shit shithousery that he brings um he, he was solid for the back line obviously we need a little bit more help back there but uh the fact that he can play you know a full back position he can play a center back position he can play in the midfield uh we kind of saw him do this and that and the other all throughout the last year the last couple of years with us and and that i think is valuable harry schwartz harry's harry's a beast man we we've always loved i've always loved harry and so having him back uh, probably playing more of that attacking winger type instead of the fullback, like he started out with us towards the end of last year, he was way higher up the pitch almost all the time. And so that that's a, that's a thumbs up for
1: sure.
0: All right. So that was the initial list. And in the meantime, we've also learned that Justin Portillo has left. He's gone to uh, FC Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that with that uh, departure there, who becomes our set piece specialist? We know that Justin was the guy who was, you know, the one taking <clears throat> taking free kicks, uh doing the penalties. You know, who steps into that role? Is it someone already on the roster that we're aware of? Is it someone new?
2: Have you guys already covered this or Mm-mm. go ahead, Earl? I've talked too much. <laughs> um for one time, not for the whole podcast. I've just talked too much in a row. <laughs>
1: I th- I think it's someone already on something that we already have. I don't know who. Um, I'm thinking if Bees comes back, which we'll, I guess we'll get to sometime tonight. Um, if Bees comes back, then I think he'll be the guy. Um, on the penalties, at least. I'm thinking corner kicks will probably have Harry doing it. Someone that already does the crosses in play. So I. You never know with Quill,
0: that's for sure. Also returning, and we'll get to the, the latter part of that there here in just a minute. Also returning, it's been announced Greg Hurst is back. Kalen Ryden is back. Sergio Rivas returns. Uh, those are the, the other three returning players already announced. Rachel, welcome on in. How Hope you're doing well. How are you? Um, so, I mean, Jacob, let's go over to you with these three returning players. We talked ab- again about, you know, building a core of this team. Going forward, oh, we've got kids. Okay. Um, building a core in this team going good. good. Okay. Yeah. Uh going forward, obviously, Sergio Rivas was a guy uh, who was it was kind of an engine out of the midfield at times, particularly with with Nava being out. You know, Kalen Ryden coming back to, to hopefully secure that back line once again. Those two I think most folks kind of expected. Um the one that surprised me, and I really want to get your take on this one, Greg Hurst a guy that didn't particularly stand out uh, in terms of goal scoring this year. He was good in the holdup, um, and he did he did some other things well, and he definitely played well down the stretch. But I didn't expect this one.
2: Yeah, I'm going to back up just a hair to the set piece, set piece specialist part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this guy was doing it where he previously was, but an option from what I have seen. Uh, is, is, uh, is Marco, uh, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think bringing him in is almost a, it's, it might sacrifice a little bit of Portillo's defense, but I think he's going to kind of take that role of everyday midfield starter, uh, from Portillo. As for the other people coming back, we, um, we, uh, Sorry, the kid's still awake, so just making sure he actually listens to mom. Yeah, I'll go. Um, Hurst is a little surprising, but I believe maybe it was Earl that I talked to about it that last night, uh, the last home game, uh, when I got to make it or something. I can't remember if it's in or not, but I wouldn't, I, I said at the time, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back because he kind of won Quill over late. Uh, he was doing a lot of good things. It seemed like if he scored once in a game, he was going to score twice. Um, and so not super surprising to me. And I'm, I'm excited that he's back. I've been a big Greg Hurst fan um, even from back in his, his league one days. So I think it makes sense. He can kind of build on the finish that he had to the season. And, uh, and we're going to see some, I think we'll see some depth out of there as well, obviously, but, but for right now, I think uh, that's a good a good plan.
0: You brought him up. The newest signing for New Mexico United, Marco Micheletto, joins New Mexico United after a spell with Columbus Crew 2 of MLS Next Pro. Prior to that, he was uh, at no place other than Statesboro, Georgia. With South Georgia Tamenta FC, uh, he made seventy-one appearances in three seasons, scoring twenty-two goals in USL League One. Went over to MLS Next Pro for a couple seasons, nine plus goals in back-to-back seasons, and was the MVP of the MLS Next Cup, Next Pro Cup in twenty twenty-two. Um, you talk about a, a guy who comes in and can make an immediate impact in the midfield. This is one of those guys, and, you know, could he, you know, does he take over that one of those starting roles? I think he possibly could, particularly with Portillo not being there anymore. And I think that this is a guy, and this is going to go back to Carlos's question as well. Do we bring back Wehan? I think this signing here points to a p- potential future without Bees.
2: I think it comes down to uh, Behan, uh, Wehan's health. Mm-hmm. And, um, how he's recovering from what I believe was a broken kneecap,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that saw him miss pretty much all of last season. And so when he's injured like that, he obviously can't get out on the pitch for Quill to see what he's made of. He's a player that I think Quill's probably familiar with. Uh, there's a lot of tape, a lot of good tape of Chris Weehan out there and, um, just because we brought in marco i don't think signifies the end of wehan because if if we've proven anything in the last couple of years is depth is very important and i think wehan and marco from what i've seen of marco anyways are perfectly capable of playing together on the pitch in some type of formation uh especially attacking through the middle like we saw uh, Quill implement successfully there in, in stretches of his time as the head coach after he came in. And so just because we have somebody that kind of has a similar vibe as we doesn't necessarily mean that that doesn't means the end of we, um, the end of we here in New Mexico, I think it's definitely coming off that injury. If we offer him something mm-hmm as long as it's not like ridiculously low, obviously. I think it's a place that Wehan probably feels comfortable uh, for him and his family and would be a good place to try to rehab his reputation out there after this long injury and, a, and uh, a slow start to the season, even though he did have two goals uh, before he got hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so just because he's Marco's coming in, I don't think it means we has gone by any means. I, I, I wouldn't say that we bring him back. I just don't know uh, with Quill. I just I'm not sure what he's ex, or what he's looking at as far as like like with with Hurst. We could kind of base it on. Okay, we saw him on the pitch with Quill there, and we saw him kind of come on late, and it doesn't surprise you. Rebus, same thing. I don't know if you mentioned Rebus earlier, but Rebus is coming back. Um, we saw him. Perform particularly well uh, with Quill. There, we don't know with Weehan. We don't know if he was even able to train, uh, or at least I'm not sure if he was able to even able to train. And so it's hard to gauge how Quill feels about him because we didn't we we don't know if he was getting would have got playing time if he was healthy or if, you know what the case might have been. So I'm just kind of up in the air with him. But I I wouldn't I would like to I'd like to see him come back.
0: You talk about not knowing if bees have been training. I'm trying to think back to those you know out of the tunnel videos that are, you know, popular all over social media and the clubs started doing them as well. I don't remember, I don't recall seeing bees in any of those. Not that he you know, not that he's not there, not that he's not, you know, trying to rehab and stuff like that, but we didn't see him coming out and training like we did with with Christian. You know, we saw him coming out doing that. So Earl, I mean, Rachel's obviously very excited to see what, you know, Marco brings to the club. You know, from your perspective, I mean, looking at what Marco has done in the past, looking at where our current midfield lies, do you think he steps in to that starting role? Or do you think he has to, you know, fight against a guy like Bees, who we don't know what the future holds? Well, first,
1: I I hope that Bees comes back. Um, He obviously came back from where the fuck he went, Orange County, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back to New Mexico. So obviously, New Mexico has a special place for him. Um, but with Marco coming in, I don't think that spells the end of B's. I think it just, like Jacob said, fortifies our midfield. And if we can get those two on the pitch at the same time, then shit, we might be good. Um, so what was your question?
0: <laughs> my My... <laughs> Hey, Team Jacob has shown up. Uh, Team Earl, nowhere to be seen this evening. Thank Um, you,
2: Earl. Or Harry. Thank (laughs) you, Harry. Uh, Team Earl doesn't exist anymore. Here we go. Uh,
0: Jacob, or uh, Harry, hope you're doing well. Appreciate you popping in, buddy. Um, So Earl, the question is, you know, does Marco step in, you know, day one to take a starting position? Or does he have to fight, you know, for someone like Bees? Now, I also want to expand that to just a little bit. You look at what we have already. We've got Rebus coming back. We've already got Christian coming back, you know you, the potential of B's, um, you know you've got Nikki, you've got Zico who can play in the midfield, you've got Santi who can play in the midfield. Is there could is there really someone that doesn't get left out of this mix? I think
1: it's hard to say because obviously we watched Quill all last season and the frustrations that he gave us and the anxiety attacks he gave us and everything else in between. Um, I think he does step on the pitch on day one. I think he sees the starting the starting whatever it may be, 60 minutes, 70 minutes, just to show what he has. Um, but I don't think he is a forever starter. I think he's a, a decent rotational player that's going to give us fresh legs down the stretch when we need it the most. Because you look at the end of the season, we were – we were limping in there. We were dragging our tails and and trying to trying to stay healthy with everything that we had. So I think with him coming in, it gives us a little more depth and a little more flexibility to be able to do things that we need
0: position wise. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how Quill fits everyone in. Uh, and to see, I mean, obviously, there's still quite a bit of ways to go on the roster um, <clears throat> here as we go through the offseason. Um, uh, Harry in the chat saying San Antonio doesn't have any news yet, which is uh, interesting. I'm kind of surprised by that. I there would at least been something out of San Antonio already. But you know, you, you, some other news, uh, next thing I tangentially related, Andrew Thomas was re-signed by Seattle. So he will not be coming back. He is one, of, at least not in, in, in anytime soon. He is currently one of two keepers on the Seattle roster. So uh, Andrew Thomas, not returning the no word yet on Fort Parker, no word yet on Alex Tambakis. Um, do you guys see either of them coming back? I,
2: see, I see Parker coming back in, in a backup role again. Um, I don't think we go into. He looks like he is on the floor. I was just thinking the same thing, Harry. Um...
0: Every week, <laughs> really? That's Every funny. week.
2: Nice. I, I haven't obviously watched, and I was just sitting here going, "Man, if that door frame wasn't there, I would think you were laying down."
1: That's why I put the door frame right here. <laughs> and the picture Anyways. right there. Yeah, but the
2: picture could just be laying on the floor. That's it's the door frame's the only giveaway.
1: And the saw blade oh this way. The saw blade.
2: Yeah, that could just be laying on the floor, too. I have saw blades laying around my
0: floor everywhere. That's painting. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. the kids love to play, on you know, floors lava with those. Yeah, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. They only have like seven toes each, but they're fine. Yeah.
1: Um well, because they had to compensate for the forehead.
2: What? <laughs> you see, you forced it. You forced it, Earl. There was gonna be a better time and a better forehead joke if you'd have just been patient. But you forced it, and now I just I can't take you seriously.
1: As if you ever did. Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I, th- I think Parker comes back in a in a backup role. I don't think he's the the number one uh, going into the season. Seems like this team. I mean, this team has definitely proven that they even if they have a good backup that they think is just a quality backup, they will go out and, and find a A level uh, starter to bring in. Uh, When we lost Mizell, we all thought uh, Beigel should have had a chance to, to be the number one. And, and uh, at the last minute they brought in Tim Bacchus. Tim Bacchus is great for us. Uh, If he comes back, I'd be happy with it. If he doesn't come back, I'd be happy with it. uh, As long as we get a, a top-tier replacement for him, which is what I think they'll end up doing.
0: All right. Earl,
2: what
1: do you think I'm happens? On, I'm on the same boat. I mean, obviously, I was not a huge Tembakis fan. Um, so if he comes back, cool. If not, you're not going to see me cry about it. Um, but like Jacob said, I see Ford coming back in being a quality backup if he can get more minutes than what he did last season, then cool. Um, but New Mexico United loves to not keep their backups as well.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I honestly don't think Alex is back. I, I mean, would like for him to be, but I don't think he is. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, we have no inside information on this at, the, at this time. Um, it, it's just purely conjecture. I just don't think Alex is going to be back next year. But we'll see. Obviously, still a lot of offseason left to go. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the action is done. Uh, right now, the USL Academy tournament is going on. The Mexico United is in the uh, round of, I don't know, 16, 24, whatever it is.
2: It, I think it's 16.
0: Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, round of 16. The next round of 16. The first round of the USL Academy playoffs is on Thursday, uh, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, New Mexico United Academy takes on North Carolina FC Academy at 4 o'clock Eastern, so 2 o'clock Mountain Time on Saturday. Winner of that game would either take on AC Connecticut or Utah Red Wolves SC. Um, I mean, obviously the Academy having another very good year. Um, they're out in the, in the national tournament again. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any way for this to be streamed or watched or whatever. Obviously, the uh, the, the club will more than likely be giving us updates on Twitter. Um, are you guys going to be following along and whatever method you can on Thursday?
1: Yes, I will be. <laughs> um, I would love so, to... Reason being, sorry to mop over you real quick reason why my answer is no is because I took off today, so I am now a day behind. So Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday being my Friday, I have a lot of things that get tied up, like send Jacob his seasonal check stubs. Um, so those are on the way, Jacob. If I was in today, they would have had them there today, but whatever, that didn't happen. Um, so that's why I won't be following, because I'll be probably too busy to even
0: wipe my own ass. Fair enough. All right, Jacob. You said you're going to be tuning in. Hopefully, I, I, I'm assuming the club is going to be live tweeting this.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll figure out uh, some way. As long as I remember, uh, I'll be at work. So, um, as long as I remember to check it and whatnot, I'll definitely follow in. I the the academy team really excites me. I think uh, the success that we've had in the past with the academy team is really beneficial to the parent or the What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The first team—that's the word I was looking for—is uh, really beneficial to the first team, and then it's—I think it's really beneficial to the team's success as a whole, uh, with the fan base and everything like that. Like seeing local kids go and compete and perform well on these big stages for uh, you know amongst their peers and get that recognition. I think just drives uh, the success of this club even more. So I I love what the Academy does. I wish it was easier to keep track of how they're doing, who's playing, um, because at the moment, pretty much unless you go to the games in person, uh, other than some highlights of the goal scores and stuff, there's not a lot to go off of there. So hopefully they're back in Tampa, right? That's where they're at again this year. Uh, hopefully in Tampa, they can have some sort of ability to stream some, some stuff, maybe not this first round. Uh, I get that, but you know, if we, if we progress farther, get to the semifinals and the finals or whatever, uh, hopefully we'll be able to at least watch those games and, and the live, the live tweeting is fine. It's great. It's whatever, uh, reading the text is only so much you can do. It reminds me of back in the day before we could actually watch videos on our phones, um, me just constantly looking at game cast of a basketball or football game if I couldn't be in front of a TV to watch it, and uh, just see what happened. And so,
1: oh, it's like any New Mexico Lobos game now. You lost me. <laughs> Sorry, you had to watch the gamecast. The basketball team? Yeah,
2: they're not on CBS Sports anymore.
1: Not even the Aggies Lobos game was was broadcast
2: interesting anyways um yeah so i will i will be tuning in for sure
0: yeah i mean academy had a, had an impressive year and obviously the USL like academy website is not great for following along with matches but uh the academy went 10 one and one with a plus 33 gold differential in the regular season so uh absolutely walked well i, I can't say walked away with it with their division because the, the red wolves went nine two and one um but I mean the academy had a fantastic season then it's a super talented club. It, it's really fun to see you know what David is, is doing with that group down there. Um, really excited for the future of this club Obviously you know Astorga came up uh, through there played with the U-23s and uh, is now with the first team. So the, the academy is paying off for United for sure. and it's gonna definitely sure. gonna keep doing that for the future. Um, well,
2: speaking of the academy, mm-hmm. I have three names I want to throw at you guys okay? as far as that we're on the roster last year, that I maybe I've missed something, if I have, correct me, but that I don't know if if we know what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the first of which, which is the speaking of the Academy, for both of you, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited would you be to see Wagner back? With oh, the I'd, love, team? I, I'd love uh, to see Alex back. 10. Both, the problem, is, the problem is
0: he's playing collegiate. Right, yeah. but
2: just like last year he started with us and then obviously Mm -hmm. he left, but I would love to see him get minutes at the beginning of the season, like he did last year. And then obviously when he has to go back and actually go to college and stuff in August, then we would lose him. But, um, I would love to see that. Hopefully he comes back. I was surprised to see him go to college in an extent or to an extent, because I thought he was performing really well and had a chance to really make a name for himself, Mm -hmm. uh, in the professional, professional sphere. But, um, nonetheless, uh, the next one, just for you, Earl. Um, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how how excited would you be if he came back?
1: I'd be more excited to see Ryan give birth.
2: I mean, I would, too. That would be fascinating. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, as long as it's not to Ace Ventura, then, then I would be fascinating. <laughs> uh, showing my age there, just a hair. But... um. Yeah, Hamilton is Hamilton is a name that that kind of sticks out to me as far as the roster that we had last year that hasn't been announced yet this year. We don't know. I don't know. This year. Um,
1: <clears throat> I have some rumblings that he won't be back. Uh, I,
2: that would be my guess because he was not high on the list of players that were in every match uh, once Quill took over, especially down the stretch. I think yeah, I mean, kind he, of finally saw he even uh, lost what we we
1: were Captain band so.
2: Well, he didn't necessarily. I think well, when, he was out playing, there, he doesn't when he was out it, there, right, he still unfair. had it on. Yeah. When he was out there, though, he still had it on. It was just it was you stupid, can't have so. it when he's on the pitch or when he's not on the pitch. So, uh, and then the last one for you, Seth. Uh, gentleman uh, of of an elder stature, um, a New Mexico native, uh, Josh Suggs. Are you guys hearing anything there? Do you think he's going to retire? Do you think he's coming back? Do you think he's moving to a new team? If you guys have any
0: insight, that'd be great. Otherwise, just what are you guys thinking? Um, we haven't heard anything as of yet on Josh. Right. Um, Josh is not a spring chicken anymore. Um, I want to say he is
2: 32 33, yeah.
0: thirty three. He's thirty two or thirty three. Yeah. Um, thirty four. He's thirty four. Yeah, he'll be thirty five. Well, yeah, that's right. he's my age. He's yeah. my age. He, he's um, he's a month younger than me. I don't know. I mean, he played, he came on really strong in the second half of the season. He did. After yeah. Quill came in uh, and he, he was, I think he was healthy at that point mm-hmm. too. That um, I think was the biggest thing was he finally he, got. Yeah. That, uh, he, Cause he had, he had that injury that kept him out um, and kind of kept him behind like a few minutes behind the all time record for minutes mm-hmm. for, for most of the latter half of the season. Um, he put in that, he put in some really good shifts. He did. Um, I mean, provided he's healthy, I I would not mind seeing him back. He is a, he's a leader in the clubhouse. He's a, he's a vocal guy on the pitch. Can he necessarily make all of the plays at 35 years old? Maybe not. He's, he's Roy Kent. Yeah. That
2: is, that is is my (laughs) comparison for him. Like he, he's a fiery player when he's out (laughs) there, he gives it his all. And, uh, he might be like on the tail end of his career, but I think he's still got juice left. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's really can't season one, I should say.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and so I think I think he can come back. Give you know, I, I don't think he's going to be a thirty five match starter by any means, mm-hmm. but he'll start his fair bit. He'll come off the bench and a few others. <laughs> uh, he'll sit out several. Uh, For rest and health purposes But I think I think it's a guy that If he doesn't come back I would be I I would be surprised If he doesn't come back and he moves on to another team Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't Come back because he Hangs it up Yeah, But I I think at the end of last year Proved to me That When healthy Which is a decent sized caveat he he can be a game changer at times, uh, in certain bursts. And so, to me, he's definitely on the like. I was, I was looking through the roster from last year and who we don't know about, and it, and it's really him and Yearwood
0: mm-hmm.
2: are the two names that I'm like. I, I don't like think to see Austin's those guys back.
0: back. I would like so back. I
2: don't think he is. And so, those were the only two that I was like, yeah. Out of the ones that we are for sure don't know right now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would like to see them back.
0: Yeah, I think Suggs has one more year, and I would love to see that in the black and yellow. And we, uh, end. sorry, I forgot about we. Yeah. End. Um, and, and like you said, I, I don't think, he, I mean, obviously, he surprised me at the end of the season. You know, he was going full 90. We did not expect that mm-hmm. um, there towards the end of the year. Uh, but I think if he does come back next year, you'll see some rotation. You'll see him, you'll get a couple games off. Probably won't play Open Cup um you know if you've got you know the three you know three and seven days you probably won't see him for at least one of them you know uh but yeah no he, he's absolutely he's a vocal guy he's a leader he's an absolute stand-up guy and i would love to see him finish out his career here um if he can you know and i i think he's a guy i think he showed quill i don't think quill would have thrown him out there as much as he did you know uh, if if he wasn't still capable of doing it at a high level so yeah all right, Earl. I know we're getting close to your bedtime. You got time for one more topic because this is one that we have not talked to to Jacob about yet. Jane, welcome on in. Happy to see you. I want to see Suggs back. He played his ass off the last half of the season. He clearly wants to be here. Yeah, I don't think you'll get any disagreement for us from us on that at all. I hope you're doing well, Jane. Uh, Jacob, last topic. And again, it's you. You haven't been here, so we haven't gotten your uh, your take on this. Um, Couple weeks ago, November twentieth, historic day for New Mexico United. Albuquerque City Council voted to approve the lease between the between the club and Balloon Fiesta Park. What do you, I mean, obviously, we had a lot of discussion about this before you left, a lot of discussion throughout the season, and over the past couple of years. I mean, number one, what does it mean to you that this deal is finally done, and how do you feel about the location?
2: The deal being done and the fact that we will have our own place and not get disbanded like uh, Reno, rest in peace, uh, Fresno, rest in peace, uh, some other some other clubs that um, couldn't get funding or anything like that for a stadium uh, is obviously I mean, I don't even really have the
0: energy.
2: Yeah, um, is is super exciting, like. We've we have now gone through five seasons uh, with this club, followed it uh, religiously for those five seasons. Um, you know, the first three seasons for me, I was there almost every match. Obviously that kind of dipped when I moved to Fort Sumner, but um, like we, the three of us here, especially have have lived and breathed and bled black and yellow for the better part of the last four years, five years. And so to finally have a plan in place that hopefully, you know, gets saw through and, and hiccups. I mean, obviously hiccups are going to come in the form of construction and stuff like that, because those things always do. But as far as, you know, the city putting kibosh on it or anything like that, knock on wood, um, as long as nothing like that happens, you know, to know we'll be breaking ground uh, in the next year or so. And, and in the next couple of years have have a stadium that we can call our own and have a proper soccer press box to go up into and a proper soccer pitch to to watch our team play on and to uh, for me and Earl to be down and taking pictures. And hopefully we can actually, you know, move about the stadium a little bit more mm-hmm. than we can Um at Isop's park where we're pretty much regulated to a dugout or the outfield wall. And so just, I, I can, I can tell you right now that the moment we walk into that new stadium, I, I will 100% shed a tear 100% uh, because of what this club has meant to me and, and the community for the last five years. That being said I hate the location of it for one reason.
0: Okay. And
2: it was it was talked about. I don't know. I was actually so I didn't have my phone Monday through Friday the whole academy. But Monday the 20th um I took my final exam in the morning and then after we took our final exam we got our phones and could keep them so I watched the majority of the, I didn't, I missed the public comments, but, um, the council asking people questions and, and getting clarification on things. I I can't remember the guy's name that they were asking all the questions to, but, um, I watched that part and I watched the vote and one of the ladies that voted. No, I believe she voted. No, um, brought up the, you know, you want a stadium somewhere where you can build things around it that will improve that area, uh, restaurants, bars, shops, stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, Cole, we have we have our differences, Cole. I, I wanted a downtown stadium. That would have been legit. La Mesa, or not Mesa, La Mesa, Mesa del Sol, I think could have been a really good option to grow that neighborhood and to see that turn into something else i don't think we're going to be able to see that kind of growth and expansion for balloon fiesta park because there's just you know you already have balloon fiesta park which takes uh, like the actual field which takes up a huge portion of that area you have the museum you've got the golf course you've got uh, uh, the parking lots for everything like a lot of that is already eaten up and isn't going to change There is some areas over there that I think can be uh, brought up and, and made into a nice little area. So we'll have to see what the future brings there. Everything else, like the infrastructure, it needs improved. It'll get improved. It'll be nice. The parking and traffic. I don't know. These people that have, like, complained the whole time about no matter where it's going to be about parking and stuff like they must have never been to a sporting event or a concert or anything like that anywhere in the world because for the most part when you get fifteen thousand people in one stadium traffic's gonna suck no matter what so it is what it is so i don't i'm gonna backtrack just a little bit i don't hate it there are better there were better options that I thought out where they're out there um, in a perfect world but at the end of the day it's gonna be a location that people are familiar with. it's gonna be fairly easy to get in and out of all things considered uh, since we do it for the balloon fiesta and other events there all the time kind of know what it's gonna be like and then just just have something that's black and yellow, and has pictures of Devin after his first goal. Um, d- picture of Devin holding up the, the Schmidt armba- armband after he scored. Uh, after Schmidt lost his dad. Um, Amondo's bicycle from last year. Yeah, I don't know how they can do this, but the freighter sound effect has to be somewhere in that stadium. Um, and so... We're only five seasons old, but the memories that we already have, and and the the stuff that we can put up in that stadium to make it United's already uh, is huge. And I mean, if if you guys expected me to come in here and say anything uh, but praise for having our own stadium, I don't know what to tell you because that's that's not how it's going to be. So, yeah, I just I'm thrilled about it. I can't wait for it to actually, you know, start the start in motion. See the designs of it. Uh, see plans for it and and see what it's what it's going to look like and Mm -hmm. and actually break ground i i couldn't be happier
0: yeah i mean i didn't think you'd come in with anything different than than what we did but you know again you haven't you haven't been here in quite a few weeks so like definitely want to get your your take on that and really i mean it's it's gonna be a talking point for the next year you know, until you know, until they break ground. I know that there are rumors that PETA talked about potentially you know breaking ground before the end of this year, which I think would be phenomenal. I don't think it's going to happen.
2: No, I mean if, it'll. I think it'll be before the next season starts mm-hmm. um, in March. But it, it's. I, I mean, we have twenty five days left uh, in this calendar year. It's. It's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: No, I certainly don't think so. But I'm. Uh, I, I can't sit here and say that I'm not anxiously watching my email for an invitation from from David Weese Carl. Yeah, to come out the groundbreaking. So yeah, I'm definitely calling in
1: that day. I'm letting everybody know. Now. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not going to work that day.
0: As long as it's
2: not like a holiday in the summer, I will I will be there as well. Yeah.
0: So yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to. We'll be coming back uh, throughout the off season. Um, I'm gonna try to get a special guest for our show hopefully in two weeks from now uh we are going to go kind of our off-season schedule every every two weeks uh we will bring you runners updates throughout the off-season as well uh runner season of course kicks off december 30th out at the uh, rio rancho event center so you don't if you don't have your tickets already go out and get those um i'm planning on being there i don't know where everyone else is planning on being but earl's gonna be there all right, perfect um uh, hopefully we'll we'll, uh, we'll get in touch with uh with Andres and get us our uh, some media passes here before too long and... We already got them we already got them sweet all right Perfect. They'll be at the press,
1: I'll I'll text him I'll remind him but I told him at the last United match for five press five press passes and he's like gotcha
0: all right very cool sounds good so there you have it folks there is still soccer to come uh usl academy tournament this week thursday two o'clock two o'clock mountain time catch the uh united academy team in action uh runners december 30th out of the rear Rancho event center uh as i said we'll probably be back in about two weeks maybe get some more news between here and there um i don't know We'll, we'll play it by ear if there's news we'll be back if not who knows? We may be back anyway. We'll we'll see and just kind of catch up before the holidays. But um, so I, I know it
2: sounds like you're wrapping up uh, because you are. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to <laughs> wanted to ask you guys a, a quick question because, like you said, I was out for mm-hmm. for the last two a couple months of the season. No, we'll um, not this No. Uh, what were your guys' opinion of the team, the season as a whole, and, and Quills? Performance since he came in,
0: mm. Earl. Do you want to take this one first? Because I have thoughts, and I know you've got a uh, a strict out. So yeah,
1: strict uh, out. He's just old.
0: No, sorry, I'm playing Connect Four, my brother. <laughs> first it was shuffleboard, now Connect Four. Oh, Earl. Um, my
1: thoughts in the season were. It was an emotional roller coaster where we we started off really good and then we slumped really hard. And then Quill came in and we got fire under ass again and then we slumped really hard. And then somehow limped into the playoffs and then exactly as we expected got got sent home immediately. So I mean the season was Almost exactly what I expected was an emotional roller coaster because that's what it always is for us. But I didn't expect that hard of a dip. So if you had
2: to give the team and Quill a letter grade for how the season turned out,
1: a C. C. I give a C because had we made a higher ranking position in the playoffs maybe probably have been a B but how we slumped hard when we needed to win kind of what draws a C for me
0: I mean I, I can see that I mean it, it was definitely a season of ups and downs you know you, obviously you don't expect injuries to some of your key folks. You know, you don't expect bees to be out for, I say 70% of the season, you know, due to injury. You don't expect to lose, you know, Josh Suggs for a significant portion of the season. Um, absolutely. losing Nava. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you lose your, you're one of your brightest young players for essentially the entire, the entire year, you know, to an ACL tear. You don't, you don't expect those things. Um, and for me, I really have to look at the season as a tale of two halves. You have pre-Quill, and then you have, you know, post-Quill. I, in both instances, I have to say that we underperformed. You know, you look at the the results on the on the field, and we underperformed no matter who was who were, who was there. Now, obviously, you've got the bump there. You know, after uh, after Zach left. You know, you've got Masaki coming in, taking on the interim tag for for a match, and the club plays pretty played pretty well despite you know the, the result there. But when Quill comes in, you get you get a string of wins and you start to feel like things are turning around. And there was there, there was that was absolutely a pivotal turning, you know, whatever you say, a pivotal moment, a turning point for the team. And you could see players change their not, almost not I don't want to say change their attitude, but they were they see, and it's I don't even want to say more bought in because it's not like they weren't bought into what Zach wanted to do. The the I think there was an issue with, with tactics. I think there was an issue with us not being able to break anybody down. And we still struggle with that in the second half of the season at times too and Coach Quill talked about it. But you saw a willingness to try different things, you know, to to play in different positions, to to go different tactically. Obviously, Brucey as a nine, not something you would expect despite him playing as a nine at times in college. But there was just a different level of energy where between Zach and, and, and Coach Quill. And Zach is obviously a very reserved guy, you know, yes, he would lose his temper where needed, but you saw a uh, a lot more energy at Quill. And I think the players felt that. Um, so for the Zach portion of the season, I'm going to go like a C minus. And honestly, I feel like that may be generous there. Um, I could could probably even go like a D plus, you know, simply because of the fact that the the team didn't live up to expectations. The signings that were brought in didn't live up to expectations. And I don't think Quill – I don't think Zach got the best out of them. I think Quill did, however. I think Quill made some key signings that really helped turn the season around. And even though there were stretches of bad under Quill, there was a different feel about the team, and they never really felt out of a match at any point. You sensed the energy. You saw creativity back in the in the lineup. You saw creativity back on the pitch. You could see things changing. So, I don't think I could be quite as hard on on Quill as Earl is. Um, I'd go a B. I think if the results had been a bit better, you could argue, you know, B plus a minus maybe, but I think it's one of those things where, you know, after guys really gelled and really figured out, you know, how Quill is wanting to play that. It really came together. I mean, Jacob, I don't know how much you got to see while you're away. I mean,
2: so I, I missed the weekday matches, but I, I caught all the weekend matches. Um, Sometimes with my full attention, sometimes with one eye on him mm-hmm. um but what I did see was similar to similar to you seth it was it was definitely a tale of two two halves there you know um I think i'd I'd say a c with 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 Zach I wasn't freaking out about Zach um I think had he you know not decided to go join. Uh us say at, at Red Bull, and he would have stayed. I think this season probably plays out about the same way it did, but with drastically different style to it. Mm-hmm. Um And so, Quill coming in definitely gave the club more energy. It definitely seemed like we wanted to be attack more, attacking more on the front foot. Um, when we even when we had the lead, even when we had the lead late. We really wanted to keep pushing and, and, and whatnot. And so I I would have to say that, that with Quill, obviously there was a little lull there. We saw the last few matches of the game or the few matches of the season. Like I, I disagree with Earl where he said we limped into the playoffs. I mean, we won three in a row there at the end. For that, we played... In Pittsburgh, which was the one seed in the East, lost to them by one. I thought that was a decent showing. We had beat Indy before that. And so we... I think... Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. The last six matches, we only lost the one game, and it was to Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. Uh, and then the other the only one that wasn't a win was a draw in Sacramento. So those last six matches, especially offensively what we saw like against Memphis or, or even Phoenix when we went down there uh, or even Louisville. I mean, we played Louisville here and, and we're the better team pretty clearly in my opinion, if I, if I'm remembering that game correctly. So I'm higher on what, Quill did at the end of the season. Obviously if you look at last offseason where we thought we would be uh, come the beginning of the, like our, our preseason predictions, I think even Harry had us top three in the West. and So expectations were high. So if you're grading off expectations, then yeah, it was a shitty year uh, and probably should be a C- or a D. As the season ebbed and flowed and we saw where we were at different stages of the season at the end of the season i feel fairly good about it and so i'll go with a b for for quill's time it's it's not easy to come in and take a roster that you did not create mold it in the middle of the season get the players to buy in and and play your style if you're changing styles drastically which i think he was and we saw him come in. We, he did a really good job about with that. Uh, obviously, he had some misses as far as who he brought in. Like Reyes, we talked about, didn't really do much. Uh, Zuleta didn't really do much. Uh, but then you have Nico Bailey and Nikki Hernandez who come in and are huge, bright spots. I like how he skips
1: over one major name that didn't do shit. Who? Schneider Board again. Yeah.
2: You just hate nines. That's what it is. You (laughs) don't understand the position and you hate all nines unless they're scoring seven times a fucking match. No, I
1: like fucking action and not camping out fucking middle of nowhere.
0: Have Um, you watched Raul Lukaku play ever? No.
1: Because I'm not a Premier League fan. He's not not in the Premier League. He's not in the Premier
0: League.
2: (laughs) Where's he at now? Uh, He he was with Chelsea for a little while, but he's back in, in Syria. Yeah. Syria. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, he's, he's not to look at the number nine position and expect everybody to be Erling Holland. Mm -hmm. You're going to be disappointed. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be rough. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can be Harry Kane, Erling Holland, Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's just, it's just not possible. So, that being said, Borgelin was fine. The nines, like, let me ask you this, Earl. Let me ask you this. Serious question. Like, put your phone down. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. <laughs> I'm listening. Name me a number nine that you have been happy with for New Mexico United in five years?
1: Give me a list of them.
2: Really? <laughs> okay. I'll give you the only, like, sufficient off answer. Top,
1: off the top of my head, there's only one that comes to mind, and he might not even been a... Yeah, I think he was a nine. Who? Dev. Okay.
2: He he was a nine. And why did, why did you like Dev?
1: Because he actually scored. He actually did shit. He took the attention off of players with the ball because he was a scoring threat.
2: Okay, fair enough.
1: And he took smart shots. He didn't take fucking half-ass stupid shots like Schneider again did. Like, if you don't pass the ball, pass it to your player.
2: I mean, this is, this is the same... The This is the same player that several people complained about most of the time he was out there, aside from like year one. Including you, I believe, at times.
1: Yeah, he's the only one I would say was decent.
2: There is a name you're forgetting, but that's fine. Um, uh, Freighter obviously not necessarily last season or two seasons ago, freighter, but, but year one freighter was, was the best number that we had. That was also in large part due to who was around him and the system that we were playing at the time. And so the point is we've been around for five years and there are two that you can name that were positives for you. My point is being a number nine is not easy. Being a number
1: nine isn't all about
2: scoring goals.
1: It's also more than camping in the in the box. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just taking up space.
2: Okay. I'll believe you. If you look at the last six matches of last season, I don't know off the top of my head. I know Hurst scored two. Those are probably the only two in those last six matches that were scored by a number nine. Yet, we had, aside from the nil-nil sh- draw against Sacramento, our, probably four, four of our best offensive games in that stretch.
1: And the nine only
2: scored two goals during that stretch.
1: I want to say Hurst scored more than two the last two nope. he's he scored, only he only scored four like goals all season
0: seven matches in between. He scored well, four
2: goals all season. Yeah. Two of them were early. In one two game. Yeah. And then two of them were against Memphis.
1: So I thought he scored before Memphis again.
2: Mm-mm. He did, but it was a long time before Memphis. No
1: Memphis. recent before Memphis. No, no, I don't I you're believe wrong. you're I don't believe you're right. <laughs>
2: And so all I'm saying is this, this was, this took, we took a sidetrack on Earl Island over here to the hatred of nines. Um, Borglin was fine. He wasn't the biggest bus. He at least got minutes. So barely got minutes. Reyes barely got minutes. Borglin was obviously doing something that warranted him getting minutes despite what, Somebody who barely started watching five years ago is saying. And you're not going to find mm-hmm. another Hearst scoreline in there. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong.
0: I'm wrong. I know. There you go. I love it looking. <laughs> I know. But it,
2: it's a. As I was saying before Earl decided to go off on his little tangent, which got me off on a tangent. Quill did a good job on the fly Of of changing the roster just enough And then getting The most out of the players that were here And so I'm I'm excited to see what he does with the whole offseason I give him a B for last season And think that If we can get the players That he wants And they can gel. It might not even be like big names like Brian Brown and all those guys that you know would break the internet. But if they can gel and come together like we thought they were going to at the beginning. Remember the beginning of this year, uh, this past season, when it was like, oh man, these guys have come together. They've gelled. They're a team. It's going to be great. Didn't quite pan out. But I think with with this offseason with the one move really we've already seen as far as a new player coming in uh, with the returnees that we have other than like uh, obviously Portillo and Omando are are huge losses. But they're not irreplaceable. We'll be fine. And so I think I agree with parts of both of your assessments on the last season. Uh, But really I wanted to see because you guys were actually able to watch uh, the game, all the games, make it to some of the games, and, and kind of had a better feel for it. But at the end of the day, I I think we all kind of agree that could have been worse, could have been better.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, unless you're winning the cup, I mean, it's hard to say that you know your season could have been better. So, well, I mean,
2: if we would have beat Sacramento, then I think we're playing with house money after that. And I think you would come back and say that that was a successful season where we found our stride and, and have something to build off of. Losing to Sacramento sucks. I hate losing to Sacramento in the playoffs. Uh, it's happened too, too many times. But they were a good team. They were a good team all season. We played them tough. Even in the match that we lost, we still played them tough. And so still think it's something to build off of. Still think those last six regular season matches are a good sign
0: and uh, excited for what's to come. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Real quick, uh, Alexey Swahi, former New Mexico United man, is on the move once again. Don't know where yet, but he is uh, moving on to a new team for next season. Where was he? Uh, He was in a... League One, wasn't he? League One, yeah, he got to League One. So, yeah, the uh, USL League One Defender of the Year finalist. So, oh, nice. he's on the move once again. So,
2: probably, uh, if he was a Defender of the Year finalist, I would like to see him come back up to the Championship level.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, if if he stays in America, anyways.
1: So yeah. before we take off, or before I take off, you guys can hang on, talk about all you want. Um, Team Earl did text me. <coughs> that's what he was at. <laughs> He said he had too many brews tonight and to say hi to Mr.
0: Eight (laughs) head. All righty. There you go. Team Earl chiming in. Um, So Earl, what one, one last thing real quick. You had mentioned Danny Trejo available. Apparently he is linked to an Israeli side. So take that for what it is. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, with that signing as well. So uh any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Nope. All right. Jacob for the first time <clears> in a <throat> very long time. <throat> do your I'm job out of here.
2: Was was Earl doing this when I was gone or did you no, just like, no, I
0: was doing it. Of course not.
2: Come on Earl. Uh <laughs> we just click the button. First of all, uh team Jacob in the chat mm-hmm. earlier I gotta thank him. Uh Jane mm-hmm. Always consistently in the chat. Carlos, aside from the Gunners stuff, um, it was good to have you in the chat, I guess. Uh, Rachel, always lovely to have you. It was glad to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. It was great to be back. I'm looking forward to getting more and more news this offseason. Hopefully I can make it to a runner's match uh, sometime this year. I think, what is this, year four? Year five. Year five. Year, uh, for them, and so have no more excuses. I got to get out to, to at least one this season. And uh, even if it's in Amarillo or, or something like that, cause uh, it's the same distance for me to there as it is to Albuquerque. And so, yeah, I, it's i it, I'm excited. I'm glad to see Earl is still Earl. Um, Seth, I thought you did uh, a better job than when I was here before. So you're getting better. Congratulations. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I think that's the, the, the girlfriend, uh, She's making you a better person. I appreciate that. Uh, be sure to let her know that I said that. Oh, she listens. huh
0: she listens. Yeah,
2: yeah, good, good. Um, and and yeah, we'll be back Tuesday. The I can't do math right now, but I 19th. believe it's going to be the nineteenth. Yeah, I was getting there. I was getting there. Why are there balloons floating up in Earl's screen? What the fuck was that?
0: No, did I you didn't. do that on purpose, Earl? <laughs>
2: Anyways, um, it wouldn't be an outro without a awkward pause to see what Earl was doing. So was doing nothing. No. So two weeks from now, we'll be back. Uh, we'll have hopefully some more news, roster news, uh, team news, stadium news, whatever. If not, we'll just come on here and bullshit, which is what we are the best at anyways. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <Damn> it, <Earl. laughs> um. Thanks again for every chat. Thanks for everybody listening, everybody watching. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: You've been listening to Somosnos, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.